Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. I'm your host, Adam Homey, and if you are tuned into the Business Creators Radio Show, you're in the right place if you're a business creator. And these fall into four categories. The first category are entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. The second category are marketing and business coaches. The third category are folks who help others build their businesses and win at the game of marketing. And the fourth category are do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses. If you are one or more of the above, please be sure to take a moment and explore episodes and discover how our experts can help you win at business at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the word. For today, we are going to be diving in and discovering how to make social media marketing work for you in 2014. And I am extremely honored to have with us as our guest today my friend Don Crowther. Don is a leading social media marketing and online marketing expert. He helps companies ranging from Fortune 500 level giants to entrepreneurs just in the start to medium phase make more money online using proven social media and search marketing techniques. These are very hot topics. A lot of our listeners are looking for this information, and we can never get enough of it. Don, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How about you? Couldn't be better if you paid me a million bucks. That, however, should not discourage you from trying. <laughs> well, let's see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I'm really excited about having you here today, and I know you have a ton of information to share with us. And our listeners know that when I bring on the guest experts, not only am I the host, but I'm also with you as a student taking notes and learning from our guest experts. Because here at Business Creators Radio, we're here to help each other. Now, before we dive into today's topic, uh, Don, let's take a quick step back and just give our listeners a chance to get to know Don Crowther, the man, a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today, helping entrepreneurs get social media marketing working for them. Okay. Well, let's talk about Don Crowther, the, the man, for a moment, though uh, my wife would say that I've never quite grown up. Uh, so <laughs> I am celebrating my 30th anniversary this year. Same woman. Uh, I've got three amazing children, and two of them have provided three and a half grandchildren. One of them is still uh, in school trying to figure out what he's going to do in his life, including uh, finding his uh, spouse also. So, uh, and uh, just one other small comment um, if any of you have not gone, gotten grandchildren, I strongly recommend it. They are amazing. <laughs> okay, let me tell you a little bit about about my background. So um, I have a bachelor's degree in marketing. I have an MBA, a master's of business administration from the Darden School, which is University of Virginia's graduate school. At the time, it was the seventh ranked in the nation. So I went from there thinking I was going to be big corporate and everything, spent 10 years working for companies like Kimberly-Clark and S.C. Johnson and ConAgra, uh, running many of the brands that you see in grocery stores and Targets and et cetera around. And then ten years, uh, 20 years ago this year, I decided to go out on my own. And uh, I did that, and I, was, I went out as a marketing consultant, 
but quickly realized that the real opportunity was this thing that had just barely started to really happen, and that was called the Internet. And I started playing around with that and realized that the Internet works the way I do. My mind works that way, everything that – and, and it, just, it just worked for me. So I became an Internet marketing expert, so taking my regular marketing and putting on top of the Internet as a tool, and that's what started the entire thing. I've sold over $7 million in products on social media, and um, now my mission is to help people build their business online. So that's where I focus. So it's the greatest job in the world. I make my living helping you become a millionaire online. Well, and I'm certainly looking forward to that help. And, you know, it's kind of funny. You just made me think of something here. Back when I was in college, I went to Penn State University, and my major was political science. At the time, I aspired towards being an attorney. And then, you know, my own story changed a little bit, and I ended up getting an MBA as well. So I'm down there in a computer lab. You know, that kind of date myself that way because, I mean, back in the day, there used to be the line to get into the computer lab. Now it's a matter of do you have a, a laptop and an iPad or just a laptop in your dorm room? It's just that's how things have changed. So anyway, yep. I have these term papers due. Uh, I'm always, I've always been the type of person who does his best work under the gun anyway. So, I mean, three days of the term paper was due, no problem. But what I was doing, instead of preparing for that term paper, is I was playing around on my GeoCities website looking up all kinds of things on places like AltaVista and Yahoo and Netscape and many other search engines that were really the rage before Google came along. And I was also very interested in competition auto sound at the time. Part of what I was doing on the Internet was I was trying to find some subwoofers. Now, had I put two and two together, I would have been potentially a pioneer of selling auto sound equipment on the Internet. So a little bit pre-stage. It took me about 10 years to actually get to being an online marketer myself, but the seed was there for a long time, and I've always known this is very natural for me. And, Don, I think it's very commendable and very awesome that you kind of ran across your passion as well that way. Now, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me that they have everything they need to succeed except those two so precious commodities, time and money. Now, do you see this as an issue for those who want to build a prosperous business using social media? Got to tell you, yes. And I know that's How's a little that? bit of a surprising answer, but my mom used to tell me growing up, the people who succeed in life are those who are willing to do what those people who are not going to succeed in life are unwilling to do. So right. I, I, I got to tell you, if you want to succeed using social media, you've either got to spend some time or you've got to spend some money. You can't do this thing by automating everything, have putting up one post per day, by uh, using some of the tools that go out and steal content from other people and put it up as your own. All those, all those solutions that you see in the get-rich-quick emails that get sent to you, none of them work. That's not what social media is about. You're going to have to spend some time or you're going to have to buy someone to do it for you. I hate to say this, people, but there is no such thing as get rich quick. There, right. there are a lot of people who've gotten rich in a very short period of time. But the problem with get rich quick is it has nothing to do with getting rich quick. It, the, the, the philosophy behind get rich quick is get rich quick effortlessly 
And that does not work. Period. End of sentence. It does not work. So let's start looking here for just a moment on how you find – I'm going to assume that maybe you can't just find a bunch of money. Let's talk about how you can find some time. Let me just point out okay. to you that if you know who the person is who won – who was the latest bachelor or bachelorette uh, new find, or if you know who is ahead in The Voice or Dancing with the Stars or any of those shows – there's your time right there. Turn those shows off. The person who will win will win whether you're watching it or not. Turn those shows off and use that between two and eight hours on average, which is astounding to me that Americans watch TV and use it to build your future. Yes, you need to do what we call re recreation, but recognize that recreation in today's world has come to mean, oh, wasting time. Let's go back to the core of those. How do you recreate yourself? Well, you can recreate yourself in an hour or two a day. You don't need eight hours of vegging in front of the television to do that. You don't need a single minute in a single day sitting in front of an online game, whether it is World of Warcraft or whether it is Farmville. You don't need to spend more than five minutes a day uploading your personal Facebook, working on your personal Facebook, the place where you share things with your friends. Throw all that stuff away, and I can guarantee you, you've got four to five more hours in your life right there. I now, can absolutely you, see that. I can absolutely see that, and I want to thank you for your honesty and for just laying it out there on the line for us. People think that the social media thing is really hard. It's, it's not, and you do have the time to do this. And I think that there are a lot of approaches that people take to it that just aren't effective and just aren't healthy. So let's kind of start with our topic by working backwards. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making on social media today? Okay. The biggest mistake is very, very clear, and that is people think – so, so let, let me, I have to give you one word of, uh, of background here. There are tons of people who call themselves experts or gurus in social media, and right. most of them teach you exactly the wrong thing to do. What they do is they teach – they take the principles that are important for making friends and figuring out what bar you're going to go to on Friday night, which is, by the way, another great way to find a couple of hours in every week, and, uh, and use those principles and teach that they apply to business. And they absolutely, in most cases, do not. And the key principle that they teach you is that social media is all about the conversation, and it's all about the relationships. And while I agree with that to some extent, that's not what it's all about. Social media is all about the content for businesses. So let, let's be really clear. Everything I'm going to say from here on out in this, in this interview, I'm going to be talking about how to make more money for your business using social media. So for a business, the single most important thing you can do is to give great content about your area of expertise using social media as the publishing medium. Then what ends up happening is once you publish that content, 
You then hold conversations about the content that you published, and you build relationships with people who react to the content that you have published. So Great. Um, if you if you approach it as I'm just going to go out and hold conversations with everybody based upon whatever they're talking about, they may be talking about the Oscars or the best place to eat in Cincinnati or whatever. These things probably have nothing to do whatsoever with what you do. Stay away from those topics unless your content piece bridges to what it is that you do. That right there, right. once you get that, you have just risen to the top one percent of the top one percent in business social media, and you will then have the ability to go and just kill it using social media. Let's define our one term here very quickly, Don. When you say content, what are you referring to by content? Is this blog posts, sharing other people's stuff? What are we talking about? Yes and yes. Okay. So it is information that people want to know that will help them to achieve their goals in the area in your area of specialty. So if your area of specialty is weight loss, you're giving them content, you're giving them information that will to lose weight. Now that information can be yours, it can be your blog post. Now realize that one of the most powerful social media sites out there is YouTube. People who don't consider YouTube part of social media are wrong. YouTube is one of the most important elements of social media. So videos that you put up, blog posts that you put up, and you can send them content from other people. So you can say, hey, here's a great blog post on this subject by someone else. Your mission is to help them achieve their goals, not to build your business as the – okay, let me say that differently because some people just heard that wrong. Right. Your primary mission is to help them build their to achieve their goals. In that process, you sell your business. Your primary mission is not to say, buy my stuff. Because if you're constantly saying, buy my stuff, I can guarantee no one is listening to you. That's very profound. And what really jumps out of me is how you make the point about how YouTube needs to be considered part of a social media marketing strategy because many people think of YouTube as a platform for broadcasting if they're doing Google Hangouts. They think of it as a way to get their videos up there and get search engine optimization and do search engine marketing, all of which is absolutely true. But YouTube has commenting features, sharing features, liking features, disliking features. It really has all the components of social media, and it's a great way to make contact with people. I have book clients based on YouTube. So it is absolutely doable and it's absolutely something you need to think about in your social media strategy. Now, so while we're on that subject, go ahead, man. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to see how you pass right. this test. Of all the social media properties out there, which one is the most important in terms of building your business? And I'm going to, to give you a hint. This is a trick question. Uh, typically, when people answer this question, people typically when people ask me this, I say LinkedIn for my own business. Okay. Well, pass or fail. It's not the answer that I was seeking. Let me tell you what I believe: the single most important social media property that you can be on. It's your blog. 
your blog is the most important place that you can do social media. It is the core of your social media platform. So let's just imagine that you have a day where you're going to be sitting on planes all day long and the planes you're going to be sitting on won't have Wi-Fi. And so you have literally 20 minutes to do your entire social media for the day. My suggestion is that you spend that 20 minutes and write a blog post and then spend two minutes posting that blog post to Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn. That's what I would do. Why? Because your blog is your single most important social media property. I want you to just think for just a moment. There's a really good analogy here if you think about it. Um, a lot, most people would answer that question, Facebook. Okay? And right. here's the challenge with, with, with Facebook. It's, it, it, it's, the analogy is, let's say, so I live in Wisconsin, Green Bay, you know, the Packers. When they go down to Dallas and they play in that huge dome with its, I don't know, 100,000 plus people in it and huge jumbotrons and people chanting defense, defense, and all those <laughs> kinds of things that are happening, they are on an away field. They control nothing other than their actions on that field. All the advertising, all the jumbotrons, the cheerleaders, everything is for Dallas. But when they come to Green Bay, Wisconsin, they are now on their home field. They control the statues out in front, the color of your ticket, the color of your seats, the cheerleaders, everything that happens, they're on their home field. When you're on Facebook, you're on an away field. I recently counted. I was looking at a post on that I had posted on my Facebook page. Realize that there's a difference between a Facebook page and a Facebook profile. The profile is what you log into Facebook. That is for you and your personal friends to connect and figure out what bar you're going to go out to on Friday night, share pictures of your grandchildren, and pass around cat videos. Your business social page, and by the way, back to your profile, you can only have one of those. But your right. business social page, you can have unlimited numbers of those. That's where you only focus on your business things. That's where you put out the great content around your business. So I posted something on my social page. It's connected to my personal profile. So I was looking at my social page's post on my personal profile, and I realized that there were 43 other things that had nothing to do with my post, all competing for my attention in that on 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 my screen. And that's the away game. But when I get someone to click from there onto my blog, I am now on my home field. I control everything. I control what it looks like, what articles come up next, what opt-ins are there. I control what products are sold, everything. And so one of the key things that you need to realize is a major focus in everything you do on social media is to get them off of the away field and onto your home field, your blog. There you control, and that's where you really build the long-term relationships that turn into sales. I love that, and that is something that even I haven't been thinking about exactly. I have a couple of different blogs, and I post to them regularly, and I drive a lot of visitors towards them, and I get comments, action, and I have book clients out of it. I do my Tuesday technology tips 
every Tuesday, and it's just amazing the people who raise their hand and say, wow, that was a great video. You and I need to talk, and it turns into business. It, it, it's a very powerful tool, and when I do my Tuesday tech tips, I don't put them on YouTube. It's been suggested I do so, but I don't. Uh, I, don't I, I promote them on Facebook, LinkedIn, and what have you, but I don't actually embed them into those social strategies for the reasons you described because that's the away field. If you want to watch my Tuesday technology tip, you've got to come to my blog. You've got to come to my house because that's where I have complete control. Am I getting that right? Yes, but I would strongly suggest that you take at least a part of that and put it up on YouTube. It is far too valuable. Then to see the other six tips that I gave in this, go to here. Great. I see. Okay. I understand. So, so snippets of it, some of the core pieces, and then give people the opportunity to come back to the website to get even more. Yes, and, the, and I would do the exact same thing with Facebook. So never discount. Never say, oh, everything's on the home field, so I'm not going to put it anyplace else. No, you need to figure out how to put a piece of it at least on someplace else so that they'll come to your home field to get the total information that you're providing. Okay, great, great. Now, while we're on this topic of the social media networks that we haven't been thinking about, you mentioned YouTube. We mentioned your own blog is the most important social network you're on at all. I'd like to get your thoughts on something. So often when we hear the gurus and the experts talk about this thing called social media marketing, we hear the chant, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. And then someone comes along and they mention these words like Instagram and Pinterest. But I don't hear enough people talking about LinkedIn. Why do you think that LinkedIn sometimes gets left out, like it's not the most commonly mentioned, even though it's an enormous network with people who are ready to do business and connect with you about business right now? Uh, you're, so my attorney, if he was sitting next to me, would go, you're asking for a speculation or whatever the words are that they say. <laughs> I don't know the reason why most people leave it out. I'll tell you the reason why I don't always talk about it uh, is, first off, those who don't, ha who don't have a business-to-business -business marketplace see LinkedIn as a much more difficult place to work. Secondly, LinkedIn is, is not the easiest place to do social media. Uh, they sort of fight with you uh, in terms of that, and they've got this is the way we do it. You better fit into our into our system and our strategy, or you can't play. And so those are some of the reasons reasons why. Uh, I mean, just the very fact that that LinkedIn only allows your status update to go out to 500 people. Okay, so I've got 43,000, 44,000 people connected to, to me on LinkedIn, every one of them, right. which wants to get my information. So why will you only send that to 500 people? Help me understand this for a moment. So those I are the reasons you mean. why I don't make LinkedIn a core of every single thing I do. Now, the things that LinkedIn does well, it does killer well, and you if you've got a business that sells to other businesses, you need to be learning and rocking LinkedIn. But uh, it's not it's not the top of my list on every single thing that I teach. 
Right, right. And, and LinkedIn is for certain types of folks. You made a very important point here. Is it's very, and it's the same point that I was hinting at when I asked the question. It's very strongly a B2B platform. And I've also heard other folks say that part of the reason LinkedIn gets left out sometimes is because you don't have all the same cool, sexy apps for it. Uh, like you can install kinds of apps on Facebook and Twitter and all that. LinkedIn is very much the profile and the system that it is and you need to work within that system. So it's, it's, this doesn't have necessarily the same sex appeal. Also, there really aren't any lolcats, and there aren't any funny viral videos or anything like that. It really is very much a B2B marketplace. So if you want to succeed with LinkedIn, you have to be very focused about it. So perhaps if I were to reword my question slightly, I might ask, you know, who really needs to be on LinkedIn, it's very potent if you know what you're doing, and you need to be the right. You need to be there for the right reasons. Uh, Don, I've also heard people say that Facebook is very much a B2C platform. Uh, do you think it's a B2C platform, a B2B platform, a combination of both, 60/40? Where do we think we are on that? Combination of both, because remember, everyone that is a B2B marketing, and let's just let's just be sh- so that those who are going, what's B2B? B2B means business <laughs> to business, so you're selling to other businesses. B2C means right. business to consumers, so you're selling to normal people. So the thing that is really key to understand is that everyone who is a B2B marketer is also on Facebook. So you can also not only reach them. Through LinkedIn, you can also reach them through Facebook. The right. challenge is their, the experience they're seeking when they come to Facebook. So the experience they're seeking when they come to Facebook is they want to connect socially with other people about social things. Facebook, very bluntly, is a place where you go to collect friends. And then they have right. conversations with friends there. And so if we want to come in and do business using Facebook, we have to interrupt their conversation with their friends and say, hey, here's something else you ought to be paying attention to. Now, there are lots of ways to do that, and it's not difficult to do. But you have to realize you are doing what we call interruption marketing when you are on Facebook where you're interrupting their conversation to get them to do what you want them to do instead. Whereas on LinkedIn, and I will tell you, on Pinterest, the reason they're there is oftentimes looking for other resources to help them to achieve their goals. That is the reason why LinkedIn and Pinterest are such incredible tools to make money using social media. That's a really great point, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to, just for our listeners, help to clarify, because there are so many social networks, and there's so many places they have to log in and so little time to do it. Uh, how can you be in so many places at once, and how, what kind of criteria can somebody have to make the decision about which of the social networks to really focus on and which ones can they just sort of let go or not pay as much attention to? I know that's a loaded question. There's probably no one right answer, but just help us a little bit if you can with a bit of a criteria for figuring it out. Okay, so let's go back to the second or third question that you asked me where I uh, talked about the importance of creating and distributing content. Okay. And then holding the conversation and building the relationship with those who interact with your content. 
So by doing that, by, by implementing what I just said, your social media time requirements are significantly reduced. So you're not going to go spend six to eight hours a day on Facebook chatting about everything that everyone's chatting about. What you're doing is you're publishing on Twitter, eight to 18 posts per day, on Facebook, one to three posts per day, on Pinterest, one to seven posts per day. So each one of these has got their own number, the ideal number of of things to post, but they're content-oriented posts and then you swing back at noon, and then you swung, swing back at 8 o'clock at night, and you see if anyone's reacted to those. And if they have, and they've asked you a question or made a comment, then you reply to their comment. So your total time that you absolutely need to be spending on the elements of social media, other than your blog post and creating the videos that go onto YouTube, can be done in less than 15 minutes a day. That's what I do. So That's less a great than way of 15 thinking. minutes a day, you can do Twitter, you can do Facebook, you can do Pinterest, you can do Google+. And I'm missing one. LinkedIn. Facebook, LinkedIn, absolutely. You can certainly post to LinkedIn. If you have a discussion group that you own, you can post that discussion group. If you belong to other people's discussion groups and they, um, and they have – friendly enough rules for posting your own content. As long as you play by the rules, you can get into other people's discussion groups and get in front of them that way. Yes. So those are the five that I would suggest that you need to be focusing on. Now, on top of that, and those that's your 15 minutes a day, then on top of that, you need to be posting a blog post every day, and you need to be posting a video ideally every day. But if you can't do that, then I'd say two to two to five times a week. Okay. All right, let's so take those are going to take a little further. bit more time. Right. Right, right. Videos do take a little bit more time. That much I know. Okay. So we've got to make sure that we're spending that time uh, to do it. Right. Because you can't just say, oh, it takes too much time. I'm not going to do it. And it's like, nope, sorry, you still have to do it. Right, exactly. Now, maybe what would help here a little bit is when people hear about I have to film a video and I have to post a video, what pops into some people's minds is, oh, I have to have a studio and I have to do all this editing. Is that true? Is that false? Okay, so you can always have a studio and nice cameras and lights and nice microphones and everything. Or, you know what? I bet that almost everyone who is listening to this has an HD video camera with probably in their pocket, certainly within five feet of them at this moment. So you take out your cell phone. You go to the thing where it takes pictures. You set it on video mode. You hold it out in front of you, and you talk to it. And when you're done, you press the button to upload that to YouTube, and you're done. That right Sounds there easy enough to me. is absolutely gold. And yes, it's really nice when you can go have all those extra things, and eventually when you start making some serious money using social media, you're going to want to do that for some of your videos. But even with me, with a whole... I've got in in my basement right now, I've got a whole video production studio. And my last 
five videos have been produced either using my cell phone, my laptop uh, webcam, or my iPad. Why? Because I can literally do the whole thing. I can have it done and published in the time it takes me to go down and turn on all my lights. Right. So I reserve those for the, quote, special stuff. I see. I'm trying to really sell something or something like that. You know, there's another software that I'm willing to bet that most of our listeners have. It's this little thing called Skype that has this thing called video conferencing. Oh, yeah. And so I uh, will record two of my podcast uh of my podcast episodes today, one of them, so I have two kinds of podcast episodes. It's called Amazing Marketing. It hasn't quite yet launched. I'm getting a bunch of them in the can so that, because I know me, I'm not very good at doing anything every single day. So I'm getting a bunch (laughs) of episodes in the can so that I've got them there. So they'll be out shortly. Watch dongcrowther.com for more details on that. But there are two kinds. The first podcast is an interview, just like you're doing with me. And I record that using Skype, using the video conferencing, and I record that using video. It's an audio podcast, but I record it in video so I can also put it up on YouTube and get all the value from that, plus put promotional videos up on it also. So I'll do one of those that way, and then the other one is what I call shorts, which are five to ten minutes of me just talking to the camera, giving a short uh marketing tip strategy so the whole essence of amazing marketing is here are marketing strategies that you can take utilize in your own business and so you can make more money for your business so i have the interviews and i have shorts and and i'll record two of those sessions today no lights okay fancy microphones and everything i just use my headset and off we go that's very important for people to know especially if you're doing an interview type format if you what what recorder do you use for skype i use vod burner vod burner vod is in video on demand yes burner okay and it does very well for me it uh you've got different options that where you can either have them be side by side. You can and you can even use it to go through a video and switch between cameras. So you're on screen, then you switch to the other person on screen. You can go back and forth that way too. Or I can just do audio too. That's great. I'm going to check that out for myself. VOD burner, awesome. I'm going to mm-hmm. check that out. Now, now the key thing is that whole... most of the things most of the things that you can use to uh, record Skype crash all the time and the last thing you want to do is finish a whole interview and then have it crash on you at the last (laughs) second so then you got to go back to the person and say i I know we just used half an hour of your valuable time i need you to do it again it's like no that's unacceptable so vod burner doesn't crash and that's the reason why i use it why doesn't it crash Uh, because i I I have no idea it's well programmed programmed, i guess i don't know it works so i use it Hey, whatever works, whatever works. So VOD Burner is what Don is recommending here. Now let's just take this one quick step further. And I think most of our listeners are savvy enough to know that just taking the same status update and posting it to 10 different networks at once is not a complete social media strategy. You've spoken to us about how your blog is 
basically your most critical social network. And you've shown us this formula where if you post something valuable to your blog, you can have it shared on multiple social networks very quickly. Yeah, you showed us how in 20 minutes you can do a complete social media campaign for the day. Now, is there, is there anything we should know about the nuances of the most effective way to post something to each of these different networks? Or can you just copy-paste the same status updates to all of them? I would recommend not copy-pasting the same status update. Um, what I like to do is I like to spend the two minutes required to custom-write something for each property. So Twitter – so first off, let me just, let me just quench uh, thought that's going on in some of your minds. It's like, well, I already have something that automatically posts. It's like, no, 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 no. Do not use any of those auto-posters. Reason why is because the stuff that works for blogging does not work for social media. And your okay. title of your blog post needs to be designed to do well in the search engines. That doesn't work in social media. So you've got a headline that has the keywords you want to eventually be found on in the search engines. That's your headline for your blog post. But the post you put on Twitter, hey, you got 110 characters is basically. I know you got 140, but by the time they put your your name and be able to re, uh, retweet it, you've basically got about 110 to 120 characters depending on how long your handle is. And so your, your, your mindset in Twitter is what's the headline that's going to get someone to click? That's what you want them to do on Twitter. You want them to click on your link. And so right. – What's that headline? All right. On Facebook, realize that the reason they're on Facebook is to talk with their friends. And so you've got to think in terms of interruption marketing. What is the statement that I can make in those characters that I've got? And realize you've got more characters on Facebook than you've got on Twitter. All right, what am I going to say in there that's going to get people – that's going to successfully interrupt them and cause them to go do what I want them to do as opposed to what everyone else is asking them to do. That's a longer post. It's usually got a headline at top, and you get it three lines, and then make sure you're putting your URL in and wait for it to do what it's got to do to go get the picture, and then you may even want to edit the title and the content that it shows around that picture. So just uh, – it was that clear? I just need to make sure that, that was clear. I think that was so pretty you, clear to me. So when you post a URL to something, it goes uh, Facebook goes and grabs the, a picture from that and puts in the title and, and some of the content. Um, and then LinkedIn, oftentimes I will just copy to LinkedIn what I put onto Twitter. And then Pinterest, I am going and pinning each of the key pictures that I put up in that blog post along with something that is specific to that picture – and I paste in the URL in the description too. Why? Because you get 20% more clicks when you paste the URL in to your description line than when you leave it out. So, and then Google Plus, I'm usually pasting in what I did on Facebook into Google Plus. And Google Plus, right. if you only have time to do one of those, definitely do Google Plus. That's, that's the highest priority of all of them. 
And the reason why, okay. even though even though there's not as many people there looking at them and it's not going to get you as many clicks, what it does is it says, hey, Google, there's a new post up on my blog. Go index it. Yeah, there's something – I've said this before, and I want to say this again. For those of you who think that Google Plus doesn't matter, just think of the name of the network. It's called Google Plus. Who owns it? That's right. Exactly. So you got to put stuff up on Google Plus. Absolutely have to. And go do some work on Google Plus to get yourself into a lot of circles because that's who it's going out to is the people in those circles. Right, right, right. Here's a question that I have for you, and I'm sorry, I do have to ask this because everybody who knows me well knows that I'm very much a cat person. What about these lol cats we see out there, these pictures of cats doing silly things with funny little captions on it? Do these, have, do these play a positive role in social media marketing? If you can figure out how to make a cat video that ties into your content, it can be absolutely golden. Okay. If you can't, it's great to do on your personal, but not right. on your business. Right. For instance, I have this picture that I've used successfully several times. It shows a kitten sitting front, sitting in front of an like an old typewriter, and it says, "Has writer's block? I write that for you." And that gets people's attention to the possibility of getting articles written for them. I used that for a campaign once, and it was very successful. Uh, if a cat's chasing a ball of yarn, you need to think about what is it about what you're offering that has to do with chasing a ball of yarn or looking for something. I mean, these are just some ideas that come off the top of my head, but I think you're absolutely right. As long as there's a focused reason for that lol cat, it can be very effective because so many studies have shown that the cats are a great engagement tool. But uh, do you have any examples of people, just off the top of your head, can you think of anybody or anything you've ever seen where somebody just totally blew it and just went overboard with the cats? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I need to give you a lot of examples. All you do is just open up Facebook and look, and you'll see. <laughs> I think I'm a member um, of about six different fan pages that are just all about sharing pictures of cats. Mm-hmm. So uh, do I need to worry about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there there, are people who do, but I don't think you, I don't think you need to. My cat right now is kind of giving me a dirty look because she's saying, what, I don't matter? I own you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, she's given me the look. So now I guess what this leads us to is the question of infographics. And you and I, I think, would be pretty much in agreement that folks will do very well when they properly integrate infographics into their social media strategy. So just based on your experiences and your recommendations, what are some of the do's and don'ts of infographics, and how can we make our infographics more effective? Number one, do do infographics. They are absolute gold in today's world. Now, one of the things that happens with infographics is it's very, very interesting. People share them all the time, but they almost never read them. And so okay. that actually has a huge advantage because you can put things in an infographic that someone may not necessarily have shared so one of the key things that you should – every infographic is something down at the bottom, which is uh, how you can find out more. So I suggest that at the bottom of every infographic, you have two offers. One offer is basically an opt-in strategy that gives people something free in exchange for their email address. So they click that – so they can't click it, but they type in that URL – 
and they go to that and they can get on get some free gift from you. The other one is something that they can buy to learn more. And right. put those two things in the bottom of every infographic. I found it find it absolutely astounding how many infographics I go because I don't believe in publishing infographics on my blog without going to the original source and either find out that they have said it's okay to republish this or ask them, you know, send them an email. Hey, I'd love to republish this on my blog. Are are you okay with that? I've never gotten an answer no, but I always want to do that just to legally protect myself because I'm sort of a bigger target than some. And so right. uh and and it's astonishing to me how often I cannot find any place to go find that original infographic because the person who created it never put their URL on it anywhere. And it's like, you idiot. What are you doing creating a whole infographic if you don't put your URL on this thing? Oh my God, that's right. That is so right. I, and people fail to do this so often. In the little space in the bottom of the infographic, if you're not putting your website, it's kind of not even worth it to have the infographic because then how can people like, say, Don Crowder, who's going to check with you and make sure it's okay to use it, how is he going to contact you to say, in essence, hey, I'm going to give you some free marketing if that's okay? How is he going to do that? And for those who may share the infographic without going back to the original source, how are you going to virally get the message out there and let people know where this awesome infographic came from? So when it gets shared seven steps down the line and somebody says, this is the most awesome infographic I've ever seen, I must speak with this person, how are they going to know who you are? Yep. And, and as you do that, please don't do it in three-point type like like uh, some people are doing. So what people sometimes do is they put their logo at the bottom, no URL, and then if they put their URL at all, it's down there in the sources section, which is all in three, four, five-point type, which uh, if you're over 35, you can't read that. And it's it's like, come on, people, let's be smart about this. And so that's the first thing is make sure your URL is in there. And uh, the second thing is give them the ability to get something for free and give them the ability to buy something. And then the third thing is publish it to your blog and in your blog post, make sure you ask people to share this with their social media and to put it on their blog and say, just scroll down to the bottom of this and there's a link that you can, an embed code that you can simply paste into your blog that will put this onto your blog. And then just go get one of the many WordPress pl- plugins that does that. So basically what you're doing with that plugin is you put in the URL the, of where that where it is located and then the URL of the link, uh, of the page that it sits on, and then it creates a little embed code that's at the bottom of them, um, and they just click on it. And some, t- some of them say, what size do you want it to be? And that way people can make it work for their particular blog. So... That's right. the next step is to do that, and it's amazing. People tend to do what you ask them to do. People tend to not do what you don't ask them to do. So if you want people to do something, you probably ought to say, hey, would you please share this on your blog with other people? And people will do it. They say that the only dumb question out there is the one that nobody takes the time to ask. I mean, that may not be strictly true, or maybe better to say the dumbest question that's ever been asked is the one who was never asked for all. 
because after all, if you want somebody to share your infographic, why not just say, you know, free to share or, uh, you know, please share with your friends, make sure original attribute is there. We used to see this a lot of, a lot of times when people were really focused on article marketing as a standalone, as a primary strategy for growing their business. They would state, it is okay to share this article. Please share this article as long as you leave the bio box with the link intact. And that's how they got their backlinks, and that's also how they got people to use their content. I don't think it's really all that different with infographics. Nope, it's not. And I'll give you a bonus tip. Mail your list and say, hey, here's a cool infographic I just created. Please share it on your blog. And people do. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So we have about uh, we have about 10 minutes before uh, before the top of the hour here, and I want to thank you so much for the great tips you've shared with us today, Don. I know that you know, you know being the host as well as a student, I've learned a few things, which is awesome. Now, what I'd like to do is just for a couple minutes, um, let's put you in the hot seat, as it were, and just tell us some of the bi- biggest successes that you've seen with social media marketing, uh, and it could be for your own business, for your clients. Just tell us some of the best things you've seen out there to give our listeners a sense of what some best practices are. Okay. Um, um, that I have – so one of the reasons why I really like video is that um, – you can do some amazing things with video. So I came up with a little strategy called the 100 video strategy that okay. I, I went out and I taught it to a client and he went out and within six months made $5 million. And I okay. said, that's not bad. Uh, this is a little startup company. So we went to a second company, taught it to them. Within three months, they made $3 million. And right. the next five people I taught it to made a million dollars each. Hmm. Okay. Not bad. Okay. Not well, bad at all. Simple, I'll take it. Simple strategy. And another client that took something that I taught him, and it was a very, very simple technique, a Facebook technique. He went out and made $5.5 million that next year from that strategy. Um, wow. A, a more specific, uh, not specific, just a – uh, I had one time where I did a social media campaign. It lasted for 12 days, and we made $250,000 at the end of that time from that social media. Wow. Um, so there's lots of things that you can do. I, you know, I could go on and on and show you a whole bunch and tell you about a, a bunch of different things. But, you know, the people who say that social media doesn't work – have got two problems. Number one, they've taken advice from the wrong people, so they've done the wrong things. They've worked on creating the relationships and the conversation. Yeah, it doesn't work when you do that. But if you do it right, it absolutely works. Then the second thing they've got is some of the people who I teach these amazing strategies to just don't do it. They're too busy watching The Bachelor and Dancing with the Stars and those kinds of things, <laughs> and they never get around to doing it. We did an interesting survey on one of my courses. What we found is of those who had done 50%, just half of what I asked them to do, 100% of them made money. Of those who had done just 20% of what I had taught them to do, 80% of them made money. 
So if you simply follow the strategies that are taught by someone who actually studies how to make money using social media, not how to get more friends and how to uh, how basically you got to look at their track record. And unfortunately, almost everyone who are quote social media gurus have no track record. Their entire track record is showing Procter and Gamble how to do it. They've never actually done it themselves. Their income is made by consulting other big companies how to do it. And realize, if you happen to have a $5 million budget for social media, you can do a lot of things that normal people like you and I can't do (laughs) in social media, and you can get away with it. And so realize that when they show these case studies, and the case studies include uh, Coke and Procter & Gamble and uh, Justin Bieber, you know what? Those strategies are not the strategies that small businesses use to make money using social media. So don't pay attention to those strategies. They've got a, a room of 30 people sitting there doing social media all day long. So right. you can't look at their strategies and say, well, that's what I've got to do. That's the, that's the thing that will work. I understand. There's a really big difference. And part of what you shared with us today, Don, is how – even with limited time and limited budget, you can very quickly do a social media campaign or a social media outreach. Simply post something to your blog and share it with the social media networks. And you also gave us some great tips on how to customize those messages depending on which of the social media platforms we're on and which ones we should consider prioritizing depending on which of our networks we need to hit or how much time we have or who the target audience is. There's so much in here. For those of who are listening live, I do encourage you to go back and listen. This is a podcast after we get it in the replay mode. And I think you're going to catch a lot of things that Don said and hearing it the second time will help you even more. So as we wrap up here, I'd like to leave our listeners with just a little easy to follow prescription or advice for success. So, there are basically a few top takeaways I think our listeners could really apply now to experience more success using social media to grow their businesses. And I think really the number one, the number one is the whole thing about using your blog as your primary social network. Uh, can you give us two others real quick? Sure. Um, then you, and then use the other social networks to promote your blog. That's the second right. thing. And the third thing is you got to do video. I don't care if you've got a face made for radio or you're shy or whatever. Just take out your camera and point it at yourself. And I'll even give you the script. Do you want the script to create a video? So here's the script. Point the camera at yourself and say, Hi, I'm Don Crowther of DonCrowther.com. One of the questions that I'm most frequently asked about, state your area of specialty, is state the question and then answer the question and then tell them where they can find out more information. Okay. You can do that. You don't have to have a teleprompter. You don't have to have a script. Just say, hey, I get asked this question about how do I keep the the chemical balance in my, in my pool constant, constantly updated so I don't get green things floating in my pool. Okay, here's the answer. <laughs> and if you want to find out more, you come to DonCrowlersPools.com, you know, whatever it is. 
you can do that. And I suggest you do. You can make 50 of those videos in two days. I know. I have. Sounds pretty easy to Literally. me. Literally with an iPhone. I love it. I love it. So we have just a couple minutes left here. And Don Crowder, first of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. As we wrap up, let me just give you the floor for a couple minutes and tell our listeners uh, who, you know, how you serve business creators and coaches and how folks can get a hold of you if they want more assistance or want more information on this topic. I just want to give our listeners a chance to engage you if they find that it would help their business. Sure. Why don't you go to my blog, because that's the center of my social media. It is doncrowther.com, D-O-N-C-R-O-W-T-H-E-R.com. And let me just give you something else here. This is this is an extra special thing. Um, how would you like uh, to be able to put an opt-in form on your Facebook page so that you can get people to uh, – to get on your email list directly from Facebook. So, and you can do this for free. You don't have to go out and spend 10 to 40 bucks a month for a Facebook page builder tool. You just have to follow the step-by-step process that I'm going to give you. So here's what I suggest you do. If you will go to doncrowther.com slash FB, as in Facebook, FB opt-ins, there you'll find a place where you can just click and give me your email address, which, by the way, will put you on my list, and I'll send you some more emails after that. But it'll give you a step-by-step guide to adding opt-in forms to your Facebook page. It's very cool, and uh, literally you can do it in five minutes. In fact, I did it in five minutes when I put together the the example that I use in that particular setup. So. Uh, I strongly suggest you do that. DonCrowther.com slash FB, as in Facebook, FB opt-ins. Absolutely. And I want to remind all of our listeners that when you visit businesscreatorsradioshow.com and you look at our archive of previous episodes and you look at our guest expert profiles, that we maintain links to their website and their social media. So if you choose to connect with them, that's another great way you can do it. Just come to our website and find Don Crowder in the directory of experts and look at the replay of this episode, and you'll be able to find information on Don there as well. We really like to help build connections through the Business Creators Radio Show. So we're pretty much right at the top of the hour here. And, Don, once again, I want to thank you so much for taking time for us today. Uh, I believe it's been quite an education for everybody who's been listening, including myself. I am so happy. May I just end by giving you my closing comment that I always give? Yes, you may. Okay, that is everything we just talked about. Nothing will do you any good unless you take action. That's the reason why I end every video and everything I do with the words, this is Don Crowther. Just go do this stuff. Thanks. I love that. I love that very much. And I think that's the perfect place for us to end. So for everybody listening, again, this is Adam Homey, host of Business Creators Radio Show. Please check us out at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and look us up on iTunes. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.